1: This is New York's Talk Leader, the crown jewel of talk radio. WABC New York and 107.1 WLIR Hampton Bates. News first at 59 past the hour. 77 WABC News starts now. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC WABC News Time, 5 o'clock. Good morning. It's Monday, February 20th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. A mix of sun and clouds today, high 60. Jeez. Tonight and overnight, we could see some showers, low 40, and then Tuesday, a little more winter-like rain, high 48. If you're walking out the door with us right now, it's 43 and cloudy. Good morning. I'm um, Noam um, Layden, and this is early news. Before we get into the headlines, we have a piece of breaking news. So I guess I could throw this in the headlines, but I want to give it to you right away. It looks like President Biden is in Kiev, Ukraine right now. We are getting unconfirmed reports from the White House. They're not saying anything, but we are seeing video from people in Ukraine, in Kiev, and it sure looks like President Biden is walking with President Zelensky. Of course... Uh, it would make sense it would be today. This is the one year invasion of the war in Ukraine. It was a year ago, February 20th, that Russia invaded Ukraine. So again, unconfirmed reports, but it sure looks if the video's real, it doesn't look doctored to me. It looks legit. It looks like President Biden has landed in Ukraine and is uh, with President Zelensky in the city of Kiev. All right, let's get into the headlines. The top five at five. Jimmy Carter heads home to live out the rest of his life. A terrible tragedy in Linden, New Jersey. So is it safe to drink the water, breathe the air in Palestine, Ohio? A troubled Jersey City Councilwoman speaks out and you won't believe what they found in a pond in Prospect Park. All right, let's get into let's start with uh, Jimmy Carter right that sad news hearing over the weekend the family saying he's leaving the hospital heading back home to receive hospice care at home to be around his family and loved ones makes a lot of sense Uh, reporter Monica Alba has more on the 39th president
0: in his 80s. Mr. Carter was diagnosed with melanoma that spread to his liver and brain defying the odds with the help of an experimental drug and through it all, always keeping perspective on the fragility of life.
1: Yeah. so the Carter Center putting out this statement on Saturday that the president will no longer seek additional medical intervention with his family and medical team fully supportive of the decision. He's 98 years old, of course, occupied the Oval Office from 1977 to 1981. Uh, back in 2015, Carter uh, talked about hospice care, had this to say. You know, I, I've had a... A wonderful life i've had thousands of friends and and uh i've had an exciting and adventurous and gratifying existence yeah uh, and who can say more whether you liked his time in office is one thing but when you talk about the post-presidency of jimmy carter the first thing of course comes to mind is habitat for humanity they've built eight hundred thousand homes And uh, he's been there a lot of the time on the site, nailing in the nails, uh, building those homes. And I can tell you, don't remember what year this is. This is where you start to get old and everything kind of blurs together. But I was on an Habitat for Humanity site, was doing some work for a TV station. I think this was in South Carolina, but don't remember 100% for sure. And um, they had us, the TV reporters, nailing in uh, nails into homes, in a home in Charleston, South Carolina. And I was so bad at it that they were shooting me doing it. And as soon as I was done, they had somebody behind me pulling out the nails and redoing what I was doing. So uh, they, didn't, they didn't welcome me back for Habitat for Humanity. But what else can you say about Jimmy Carter? His post-presidency has been amazing. Sad to see that he's in hospice. Uh, but, you know, 98 is a pretty good run. Of course, we'll follow this. As the days wear on. WABC News Time 504. Let's bring in my uh, reporter friend, Alex Barnard, who has the latest on this uh, god awful story out of Linden, New Jersey. Uh, four people dead in what appears to be a murder suicide. Alex, uh, tell me what you know.
0: Well, thanks, Noam. Yes, a really tragic story coming out of Linden. Uh, Apparently, the incident reportedly happened sometime before 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning near Chatham Place. And when the authorities arrived, they found a father, a mother and a teenage girl all shot dead. Uh, the couple's teenage son was taken to the hospital in critical condition but died sometime later. Now, one neighbor, Digna Alvarez, spoke to ABC7. Apparently, she was at home with her sister-in-law at the time when she heard a child screaming. He heard somebody was screaming, one kicks, But he was thinking that he was playing with the, with the doggy. And then no more. Yeah, a neighborhood memorial grew last night in honor of the victims, and at this time the incident is being, is of course being ruled a murder-suicide, but an investigation is still ongoing.
1: Did did neighbors say anything, Alex, about the troubles with this family? Had people heard things, anything going on with this family beforehand?
0: Well, neighbors speaking to ABC7 did give conflicting responses. Uh, One person said that the husband was sort of a peaceful, easygoing guy, whereas another who uh, decided to remain anonymous indicated that there had been some problems where apparently the husband had been firing his gun a few times uh, when the cops had been called in response to that. Other than that, uh, they said that the family had been fairly quiet, peaceful, and normal. And this was extremely unexpected.
1: Yeah, awful story. Uh, WABC's Alex Barnard, thank you very much. WABC News Time 508. When do you get a 1,000 people showing up to a protest? That's, that's a lot of people. It was at a Save the Whales protest a uh, Point Pleasant Beach, the boardwalk down in New Jersey over the weekend. Ten dead whales washing ashore in New York and New Jersey. We had two last week. And so everybody wants to know what the heck is going on. Lots of people have their own theory. Some say it's those wind turbines that are, are being built offshore, off the Jersey shoreline that might be spooking the whales. Uh, some of these whales have been hit by vessels, but they're not sure if that's what killed them. It could have been after they were dead they were hit by these vessels. Uh, again, lots of people showing up to this rally over the weekend. And they
2: started dying and washing up on shore. It's not normal. It's not... It's not natural. Something's very wrong.
3: When you look at some of the intense um, survey work that's being done, it's noisy. It's it's different for the whales.
1: Yes, and NOAA says they don't think there's anything to these wind turbines being offshore, but most of these people who showed up at this rally, Point Pleasant Beach over the weekend, not so sure. You
3: really have to look into what is the root cause. People are saying that the whales are dying because of boat strikes. Well, what's causing the boat strikes? I don't want to find out 10 years from now uh, that we've had fish kills, habitats have been decimated, and all the rest. Not just the whales, but everything else.
1: Yeah, we've got to find out what's going on there. WABC News Time 510, U.S. providing now $100 million in disaster relief aid to Turkey and Syria after the devastating earthquake slammed both those countries earlier this month. That's according to uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, who visited the hardest hit areas in Turkey yesterday.
3: They're here uh, to stand with the people of Turkey and, uh, and Syria in the wake of this devastating earthquake. And, of course, we still don't know the full extent of it.
1: Yeah, 46,000 people have died. I mean, sort of mind-boggling. Blinken noted uh, search and rescue efforts have basically come to an end. Uh, Nobody probably could survive this long. He added there'll be a massive long-term rebuilding effort, and he says the U.S. will be part of that. Today
3: I can announce that uh, we will be uh, bringing another $100 million to assist those who are so desperately uh, in need.
1: Yeah, what's been uh, great to see is around the tri-state area. Huge Turkish population in Patterson. Same goes for Brooklyn. They're raising a lot of money there to send over to Turkey. WABC News Time 510. A senator from Ohio says residents should be skeptical about the contamination after that toxic train derailment in East Palestine back on February 3rd. Both
3: the state and the federal EPA um, administrators said that um, but when you return to your home, we think the water is safe. But when you return to your home, you should be tested again
1: uh, for your water and your soil and your air, not to mention those that have their own well. Yeah, Senator Sherrod Brown says uh, people have a right to be worried despite government reassurance that the air and water is safe. Of course, you remember uh, then uh, Secretary um, uh, Whitman, uh, Christine Whitman, telling us that the air was safe down at the 9-11 site. Of course, that ended up not being true. Um, so uh, Brown says, uh, Congress is partly to blame for failing to regulate rail systems that have created these accidents where chemicals spill, and he says that has to be fixed as well
3: they don 't invest in safety rules and safety regulations in this kind of thing that happens that 's why people in East Palestine are so upset they know they know that, that corporate lobbyists
1: have had far too much influence." In our government. Yeah, that's actually Senator Sherrod again talking about the influence of the rail industry. WABC News Time 512. The Prime Minister of Poland looking forward to President Biden's visit to Warsaw this coming week. Again, it looks like and the White House has not confirmed, but it looks like President Biden is on the ground in Kiev, Ukraine at this hour. We've gotten video. People have sent it our way, uh, but the White House has not confirmed it. So he was said he was going to go. This is, of course, is the one year anniversary of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So it would make sense that this would be a day he would be there with President Zelensky. I
3: believe that the words of President Biden will reassure all Europe that the United States is with us in this fight for freedom and peace.
1: Yeah, and as that bite was playing, I'm watching what looks like very clear video of the president on the ground in Ukraine. Yeah, if we fall
3: uh, to integrate Ukraine in NATO and the European Union, Ukraine will always be
2: a zone, a buffer zone, which is, which is not right.
1: WABC News Time 513, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken detailing a confrontational meeting with his Chinese counterpart – Over those balloons, and uh, the one we shot out of the sky that we know for sure was Chinese was that one over South Carolina two weeks ago. He says it was an intense meeting with his Chinese counterpart.
3: I underscore the importance of having direct lines of communication, the importance of continuing to engage in diplomacy between our countries. I think uh, this is something that the world expects of us. They expect us to manage this relationship responsibly.
1: Blinken uh, explained the pair met in Germany on Saturday to discuss how to reduce current diplomatic tensions. Blinken noted that uh, he made it clear there would be serious consequences if China provided lethal support for Russia in its war against Ukraine.
3: China's trying to have it both ways. Um, Publicly, they present themselves uh, as a country striving for for peace in Ukraine. Uh, But privately, as I said, we've seen uh, already um, over these, these past months Uh, the provision of non-lethal assistance that does go directly to uh, aiding and abetting Russia's war effort.
1: WABC News Time 514. Something went terribly wrong at Dream World, the water park in the Meadowlands. Actually, you know who was there at the time when it happened? Dominic Carter, our own Dominic Carter, who, of course, has a show here every single day right here on 77 WABC. In fact, I saw his tweet come out yesterday afternoon. Of course, it piqued my curiosity. What happened was at the water park, they have one of those gigantic indoor water parks, and they have all these different sculptures that hang from the ceiling. It's an all-glass ceiling, and one of them was a helicopter, not a real one, but it fell into a swimming pool where kids were swimming. Uh, here's what it sounded like when it landed. You can hear the people screaming. Yeah, people screaming, running for their lives. You hear the whistles of lifeguards getting people out of the pool. Four people heard. Three of them walked away from this accident. One is in the hospital. Uh, we don't know exactly how this helicopter fell off. Uh, it was in the Penguins' frozen fun zone, which is where toddlers normally play, a very low-level swimming pool with lots of lifeguards around it. Thankfully, it seems that the, none of the injuries are serious. WABC news time is 5.15. Let's head over to the 77 WABC sports desk, and we say good morning to Justin Ellis. Well, good morning, Noam. Happy Monday. We'll start on the ice here with the Devils protected
3: their home ice in the form of a 4-2 victory over the Winnipeg Jets. It was Miles Wood, he found the back of the net almost halfway through the third period for the eventual game winner. Here's what it sounded like, courtesy of MSGSN. He's
2: receiving a pass from his partner.
1: Blackwood settled a bouncing that Devils coming out the other way. It is a great crowd tonight, and they are rousing. It's
3: And with the win, New Jersey picks up a couple of points on the idle first-place Hurricanes and now sit just three points removed from the Metro Division's top spot. Devs will be back on the ice tomorrow night when they welcome in the Montreal Canadiens. As for the Rangers and Islanders, they'll both back, uh, be back in action tonight for respective 7 p.m. puck drops. Blue shirts are set to host the aforementioned Jets, while the Isles will be out in Pittsburgh to face off with the Penguins. And NBA All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City, Utah, saw Team Giannis, best team LeBron, by a score of 184-175 to 175 in the first one. 182-game format. Eventual game, MVP Jason Tatum poured in 55 points on 22 of 31 from the field and set the record for most points in an all-star game, edging out Anthony Davis's 52 points in 2017. Both the Knicks and the Nets will return to the floor Friday night to begin their second-half pushes. Here with your linear sports update, I'm Justin Alec. No
1: XFL scores? No XFL scores. Not for you. No, okay. no, I'm not gonna know how San Antonio did in their opening. Uh, I, I don't even
3: again. know. I don't even. What's their mascot? No, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: Just want to bust your balls. That's all. <laughs> WABC News Time Five said, "Thank you very much, Justin." WABC News Time Five Nineteen getting now the confirmation from the White House of video that we saw around four forty-five this morning. We were getting the videos of President Biden. In Kyiv, Ukraine, this is the one-year anniversary of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And, yes, the president is there with uh, President Zelensky walking around Kyiv. You can imagine the security very tight. We'll cover that as the morning wears on. The Jersey City Councilwoman who pled guilty to hit and run with a bicyclist says uh, she never hit the brakes and kept driving. Do you remember this video? You probably saw it. It went viral all over the world. It was, uh, she slammed, she was in an SUV. And she slammed into this guy on a bicycle who was driving by, and then she kept going. And she didn't report the accident until six hours later. Amy DeGees is her name, and lots of people in Jersey City have asked for her to step down. I have Full uh, disclosure, by the way, I live in Jersey City. Um, the guy she hit was an Uber Eats bicyclist. He was on his way to deliver some food. And you watch the video, it is so intense if you haven't seen it. Uh she drives, hits him, he goes over the windshield and then over the back of the vehicle. Amazingly, he was not hurt that badly. But she didn't go and report it till six hours later. So for the first time since this accident in last August, she's speaking out. She spoke to this uh, uh this podcast and uh well here's a little bit of what you had to say.
2: I'll start off by saying that I am deeply, deeply sorry and for this entire accident for everything that was involved on that day with Mr. Black um i take full responsibility for my actions and for the consequences like you just said i guilty and was uh, faced with a significant fine and a long-term driver's license as a result of that accident. Yeah,
1: her driver's license suspended for a year. She spoke to the podcast Real Talk. Uh, that's where we're getting this audio from. Uh, she was in an Essex County courtroom. They moved the case from Hudson County to Essex County. Uh, license taken away for a year. Let's hear more of her explanations. It's hard to imagine hitting somebody. And then not reporting it for six hours, especially when you're a lawmaker, you're a city council member.
2: Um, my lawyers have advised me, and I regret I can't completely speak about the uh, entire matter at the time. Of course you can. As it's been indicated that there'll be a, a civil action filed against me in the city of Jersey City. I'm very eager to move on. Yeah, I bet you very are. very eager to move forward. I bet you are. And continue to serve the residents of Jersey City to the best of my ability.
1: So you may not be shocked to hear her dad is a longtime Hudson County executive, and maybe that's why she got a light slap on the wrist. I mean, you hit somebody, you drove away, and all you get is a year suspension on your license. It seems like there should be more to this. But I'll let her speak a little bit more. Again, this is from an interview with uh, Real Talk, the podcast. I
2: think you could see that based on the video that was very widely circulated, I had no reaction uh, you can clearly see that I had no instinctual reaction to even apply brakes. I was unaware uh, of what had occurred and, and anything about that. I felt a horrible, bad bump. I do wish I could have gone, go back and pull over and take in the entire situation, but I didn't process it the way that people are seeing it or saying. Um, I did continue on with my morning and my day. Uh, and around lunch, saw my car and, you know, and I realized I, I, I may have been in an accident oh, where someone's property or even another person was pop- uh, probably hurt or possibly hurt. If you watch his
1: accident, there's just no way she didn't know she hit somebody. It's sort of amazing. Anyway, all right, WABC News Time 523. Let's take a look on a check of the markets. Here's Lou Dobbs. This is the 77 W.A.B.C. Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
2: Hot January inflation data has Wall Street forecasting more rate hikes. The Dow Jones Industrials capping a losing week Friday. Investors looking for more insight into the Fed's rate plans this week. The January P.C.E. Price Inflation Index update comes Friday. Investors are bracing for a sharp increase in the index. Retail earnings season kicks off this week. Walmart reports tomorrow the stock up more than a percent so far this year. And Wednesday, NVIDIA's fourth quarter update. Revenue forecast to be down nearly 20% from the previous quarter. Wall Street targeting a nearly 40% decline in profits year over year. NVIDIA showing signs of rebounding. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
1: Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report we WABZ Newstown 524, 43 and cloudy if you're walking out the door right now. Nikki Haley, of course, announcing that she's running for the White House, Donald Trump's first opponent on the Republican side. She's not focused on President Trump heading into the 2024
2: race. I think we need new energy going in. I think we need to leave the status quo of the past and start looking ahead. And that's what I'm going to do. And as much as people want to talk about other opponents, there will be more. Many of them are my friends. My focus is on American families, how they're struggling, and what we're going to do to make sure that we get this country back.
1: Yes, yeah, she, she was also uh, criticizing Don Lemon in some of the comments he made about uh, Haley last week on CNN.
2: This is something that I have faced all of my life. If it's it was Don Lemon yesterday, it was Whoopi Goldberg the day before, there will be somebody else tomorrow.
1: Don uh, Don Lemon said that Nikki Haley was no longer in her prime. She's, like, she's in her early 50s. Uh, by the way, he's not going to be on the air today at CNN. It looks like they have moved him away as they try to figure out what the fallout for some of those comments that she made. Uh, uh, he made about Nikki Haley. He
2: made that comment. I wasn't sitting there saying sexist, middle aged CNN anchors need to have mental competency tests, although he may have just proven that point.
1: Yeah. So, of course, her other big thing is that if you're 75 and older, you should have to take a competency test to see if you can hold office. Some people think that's a good idea. Others, of course, against that. You have Senator Senator Bernie Sanders, who is as old as uh, Joe Biden, and he thinks uh, the president's doing a good job and even deserves another four years. I
2: think he is a much more progressive president than he was a United States senator.
1: Sanders uh, called the American Rescue Plan one of the most significant pieces of legislation for the working class for modern history of America. And then he went on to say that he'll support Biden if he chooses to run in 2024. I think the American Rescue Plan was, in fact, one of the most significant pieces of legislation for the working class of this country in the modern history of America. Yeah, so we asked this question. We sent Bob Brown out to the streets and we asked, How old is too old to be president or to hold down any job? And here's what you had to say.
0: Never too old to work. As long as you're qualified and able to do it, why not? The cost of living, who can stop working anymore?
2: <laughs> That's a good point, yes.
0: yeah. Well, I guess as long as you enjoy it, and
2: as you say, if you still need the
0: work, mm-hmm. and if you're
3: healthy enough, right? You're healthy capable, why not? If Biden gets reelected, he's going to be 82 years old. So the question today is how old is it too old to work?
0: If you're still able to work, you could work.
3: What's old in this country to be to work? I think it's a state of mind and a question of mental acuity, right There's no one age that's the right when your brain turns off. so it's a case by case. So if you're 98 and you've got it on the ball, I'm fine with that. How old is too old to be working in your opinion?
1: I don't think there's any age that's too old as long as you feel capable of performing the responsibilities and the people around you see that same thing. Cuz I plan to work till I'm in my 80s. <laughs> that's
3: great. What do you do?
1: <laughs> oh, it's okay. nothing important, nothing well, you're going
3: as far as you're con- as far as you're concerned, you keep health lies knock wood, you're going to keep going. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you can perform the duties that you're required to do,
1: Why not? Yeah, it seems the majority of you out there anyway that we spoke with say the age doesn't mean a whole lot to them. WABC News Time 529. You're not going to believe what they found in a pond in Prospect Park and down at the boardwalk in Wildwood. They're going after one of these guys who has one of those, you know, on the boardwalk basketball hoops where you try to shoot a basketball into the hoop to win a big prize. We'll tell you how that went down as well. That and more. WABC News Time is 530. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.